Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis or Velosos on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Many thanks for the ongoing support from the Patreon community for Soul Organized Style Podcast. Your ongoing support every month keeps me developing these podcasts so you and our listeners can hear from sellers from all walks of life. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast. Sober 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. The Sober 50 community is positively leading, being visible in the sewing community. Anna Barron, or Atso Spanner, is today's Sober 50 Podcast guest. Thanks for inviting me into your home today, Anna. Thank you. It's nice to meet you, Maria. It's a pleasure to be here. As we both know, all of our sewing friends in the Northern Hemisphere, they're planning for their spring wardrobes. Yes. We live in the Southern Hemisphere. So the reason I asked you to come onto the podcast is for you to tell us about how you're planning your winter wardrobe right now. Great. If you knew me very well, you'd know I'm not the best planner in the world. But I have been thinking about my winter wardrobe a lot this year because I've just recently changed jobs from a very casual, artsy, bohemian type office to a much more formal, smartware office. And I'm really enjoying the change. And therefore, I really need some new clothes and (laughs) need to get myself sorted so I'm not sewing my clothes, which will be ready by about December. That won't work for me at all. I need them to be ready in about the next couple of weeks as the rain and the wind pours into Wellington. This year I've decided to do things a bit differently. I've taken one piece of clothing that I made recently and really like and built a wardrobe around that because normally I'd just go for all the pretty things like so many other sewists but I made recently a pair of black cast pants. They're a pattern by We Are The Fabric Store as you know a New Zealand brand and they've started doing patterns. And I made these pants, which were slightly challenging to make, but a really lovely, smart pair of pleated black twill pants. And I thought, well, I'm just going to start building my wardrobe around that. Patterned floral tops, maybe some nice merino polo tops. These are all in planning. They go really nicely with jackets, these pants, because they're quite high waisted and fitted around the waist. I thought that's what I would try this year. But it seems to be working so far. And if people follow you on Instagram, they'll see that the black pants that you've started working around now has a beautiful jacket to go with it. (laughs) That is correct. I entered the sewing challenge, So Recreate the Look 23. It was quite a struggle to get the jacket finished because it was a big learning curve for me. I had to look at every YouTube tutorial I could find on pockets and collars and what to interface and putting in shoulder pads and I even had to do a um, narrow shoulder adjustment which I hadn't tried before there was a bit of a scrabble to finish it on the last day and I didn't even manage to find the right color buttons I did enter and I felt really pleased because it was a big step up for me I know some people created the most incredible things that looked like they'd come off a catalog for me it was still a huge step up and I, I really enjoyed the challenge and I'll hopefully do more sewing in that way and that finding something that I really love and working towards making that happen rather than using the latest pattern that's come out. I found that really inspiring. When you talk to people online, 
and you mentioned the word merino, do they get really excited? Because I find that. <laughs> merino is just so common here in New Zealand. I, mean, I don't mean that in a horrible way, but we have a very cheap shop here called The Warehouse. They have racks and racks and racks of merino. It's not necessarily the best quality, beautiful merino from We Are The Fabric Store. We all wear merino, and um, so it's not quite as exciting as probably some people find it. It is definitely our national textile. Everyone wears it, under layers, over layers. And I say you can get pretty cheap versions or you can get most stunning, very high quality versions of very different price ranges. And in lots of colours as well, because I suspect that colour is something that you're using in your wardrobe planning. I know black pants are not the most exciting thing to start with, but black does go with everything. And even a white T-shirt which is something I used this summer in the same sort of way as everything seemed to go with it. I'm hoping that black pants work, work in that respect. Yes, my very bright magenta jacket I made. Um, I've just bought a beautiful fabric with a black background, a lovely dead stock with sort of orangey, browny, yellowy flowers on it. And I thought maybe a nice forest green merino would be great with the black. I found a piece of fabric at our recent fabric brack We've had it in Australia, in Sydney, a couple of times, but that was pre-COVID. Yeah, we've started that again, and I volunteer as part of that as raising money for hospice. I have worked on that for a couple of years now, and I, it's a lovely way to catch up with all the sewing community, and you can donate fabric, you can buy fabric. It all sort of goes towards the same cause, and it, it's, it's really great. But I did find a beautiful piece of wool and, and a navy and black herringbone and I'm going to make a little skirt which will sort of fit into the black polar neck as well and I, I just thought that that would also go quite well in that little capsule it's not really a capsule I don't know why I use that word it's far too sophisticated <laughs> for me <laughs> hopefully I can make them good parts of my wardrobe this year I think you've got a good plan getting this wardrobe together I'm quite surprised at myself this year as I said I've got to get down and actually sew it. <laughs> Talk is very easy when you're a sewist. I mean, I enjoy sewing. We all we all enjoy sewing, don't we? So I will get down to it. I just need to keep the momentum going now that I've got the pants, got the jacket, and I'll just keep going. And you've actually got some specific timelines this year, don't you? I've got a very big, exciting trip planned for later in the year. It's, I mean, it's not urgent as in it's not imminent, in October, I'm going to France and England. I've got a very special 60th birthday to attend my brother-in-law's. And we're going to a flash restaurant in a village in the south of France for his 60th, which is his kind of dream. Then we're going to the Rugby World Cup to where I can wear all my black clothes, can't I? Because I've got to support the All Blacks. So part of my planning is to make a really nice going out dress because I don't have very many winter going out dresses. It'll be October, just something sort of formal and sleek and that's my intention anyway yeah so that's just something else else I'm thinking of as I work through my next few months of sewing you've already had a go at making something really elegant for Wellington Frocktails oh, I did well that's a dress I made a couple of years ago in actual fact and it was a bit of a 70s tense dress and it really didn't suit me I'm quite short and I just don't suit anything kind of oversized I just 
get lost in it. And I think a lot of people probably find that, a lot of short people. And, you know, those people who wear those beautiful sort of big drapey things and they just look so elegant. I just look lost. I took about a foot each side out of that dress to make it a better fit. It's quite nice to wear now and it's nice with a pair of black boots on an evening out. But I still need another nice dress for my trip to France. You need options. Yeah, I need options, exactly. What colours and fabrics are you focusing on? Yeah, I think I'm going to go black and forest green merinos. I think those will tie in beautifully. But then I've got the skirt, which is got, going to have blue and black. So that might only go with the black polo, but I've got other blue jackets. I've got a few other bits and bobs I can pop with that, I think. I don't think that'll be a problem because I always wear blue. I mean... I guess I think my Instagram account looks very pink at the moment, but in actual fact, 80% of my wardrobe is blue, including several pairs of jeans, endless blues. It's quite nice to actually move away from that. If I can find something to go with that, something else to go underneath that pink jacket. I did find a gorgeous double gauze the other day, which was from Miss Maud. She sells very lovely, high quality fabrics, and I found a beautiful pink with a bit of a pattern. So that all look amazing under that jacket if I can make that happen as well. How long have you been sewing for? I've been sewing all my life. Like a lot of our community, we all started when we were kids. I know it's amazing. It just amazes me when people say they've only been sewing for three years or something because they just are amazing. They've obviously thrown themselves into it. But I learned my mum, she was a sewist and she made a few clothes. I think she didn't make a lot of clothes for me. I don't, we probably didn't want them, me and my sister, but I, you know, made them for the dolls. But um, I was lucky enough to go to a school. Sewing was actually a subject at school. So we had weekly or probably twice a week sewing classes. You know, I remember the clothes I made, very 70s and 80s with gathered yokes and puffy sleeves. And to think that they're all back in now, I think I had a beautiful floral green, which I wore with a macrame belt. It was the absolute height of fashion back then. <laughs> And you could probably wear that same dress now. It's a shame I haven't got it because I, I think the fabric was really lovely, even from 40 years ago, 45. So I've been sewing all my life. And about five or six years ago, I got really back into it. And after about a year or so, I decided that I'd just stop buying clothes, that I really wanted to commit myself to making my own wardrobe. And I, I allow myself to buy knitwear, underwear. I buy thrifted clothes. I don't buy new clothes. I think this year I bought one $5 t-shirt and last year I might have bought two things, but I absolutely love it. All my clothing has an emotional attachment to me as I wear them. I'm not saying the fit is perfect because I'm not a perfect sewist, but, um, you know, they're fabrics I love and I remember making them and the effort I put into them and I, I'm very forgiving of their flaws. Because I made them myself, you know, I think that's a lovely thing. And I, I hate shopping. Well, I used to love shopping, but I'd spend a day in the shops and come home with nothing. My husband would go to me, what were you doing? Why can't you find things? And it was just like the fit, the color, the style, just nothing was working. And I just do not miss it at all. I never go into shops. I never go shopping at all if I can absolutely help it. And it's a great feeling and makes sewing even more precious. And when you're so emotionally attached to the clothes that you've made, you have to remember you're not a factory, but it's hard to let go of them too. I know. I find it very hard to give them away. Things that perhaps don't fit anymore or things that are literally worn out or things that just didn't quite work. I find them very hard to give away, actually. I kind of just have to go put it in the box for the thrift shop and just walk away and forget about it. Because if I go back through the box, they just keep coming back out. And I can't give them to friends because I always think, well, I know some people do give their sewing to friends and I think that's amazing. But I always think, oh, they won't, my friends won't like it and they won't be able to say no and they'll just sit in their wardrobe. If they said to me, oh, I just love that, then I might say, 
it's yours but I would never go to someone and say hey take this thing that I made and I don't really wear (laughs) that just doesn't seem right how did you discover the Save 50 community I just love that community it is it just amazes me and it's so feels so familiar and it's been a real inspiration to me when I discovered Instagram and a few sewists I thought oh my goodness what's this all out there and then I don't know I honestly couldn't tell you exactly how I stumbled over it but maybe I was posting things and people could see that I was over 50 (laughs) and maybe one of you just commented and it sort of started a relationship at a well I call it a relationship and just the lovely people who I just don't know how they make the effort to respond to so many of us and I think they're amazing and I just the time that they put into if I don't hear from one of them I think oh what's happened they yeah I'm sure that I'm sure I always know that something I make they will eventually comment because they're just so great and it's just so kind and nice and they always got something positive to say and and then they will share those amazing other sewers that we can all follow and have a look at and get inspiration from too. So I think it's just a most brilliant community. And it, and it just amazes me the time that they put into it. It's hugely appreciated. Not just the representation, but it's engaging. It's engaging everybody. That's right. And they the little subjects they bring out, like maybe small details or color or the little subjects they use to teach us and engage us and show us the other sewists in the community. I think it's very clever, very good. So are there any pattern designers that you've seen that feature older sewists on their grid? I was just thinking about the patterns that I use. And I mean, I use a little bit of Berta style magazine because I can get them for 50 cents down at the local library. I live about five minutes from a library and I wander down there and try and find the latest Berta style. The actual magazines themselves do quite regularly feature women of my age not as a largest percentage but certainly some of it there's a New Zealand brand called the sewing revival they always just about always use at least middle-aged women if, if not 50 then sort of 40s they're very very good at that and of course Merchant and Mills is you can't go past that and I really would love to go and visit their shop when I go on my England trip later in the year I guess to go back to that so recreate the look 23 I've been thinking about my sewing in terms of improving my sewing. That's something I really, really want to be able to do is to improve all the time and to be able to look at my clothes and go, oh yeah, that looks like something that is being professionally made or if not professionally, then really well made that no one would ever look at me and go, that's homemade. I honestly dread that. I know, I know we all have to start somewhere, but I feel like I'm, I am past that and I want to be past that. I really hope that I will just continue to increase my skills. That's really an important part of sewing for me now. And I guess I would like to be sewing less and sewing better, more intricate styles and details. And that's what's kind of exciting me about the next few years of sewing. Well, that's really good to know that you've got a plan ahead. That's right. I mean, I hardly ever make a t-shirt. I mean, it's useful, but it's not extending me. I do like to take a leap and whether that be the type of fabric or style you know just getting that collar right or the you know the pockets or just adding in those little details which just elevate things so much you you look at those really great sewists and those little details just make all the difference to what they're making their garments just pop yeah that's right yeah and it's imaginative and um, special just makes them special with your experience now of putting together your wardrobe 
what advice would you give people who are planning their wardrobe sewing right now? I would say take one thing that you really love and work around that. I think that is what I'm going to keep trying to do. And if that's a skirt that you love the colours or even a pair of boots, you know, that might not be something that you have made, but a whole capsule is quite a challenge or a whole wardrobe that goes together. But start with one thing you really like and try and add to that. And um, you can go in all sorts of directions with it. And I I think that's what I would recommend. Thank you for that advice. (laughs) I don't know if it's advice or whether it's it's just hopeful thinking on my part. (laughs) Thank you for coming onto the podcast and sharing those thoughts and what it is you're going to be doing later in this year and your love of sewing. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Maria. Thanks so much. And yeah, I appreciate it. It's very nice to talk to you. It's lovely meeting you, Anne. Thank you. Okay. This episode for Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Anna, soundbybensound.com. If you want to provide a guest post for Sober 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at Sober 50. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Sober 50 Podcast archive, And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. Slowly but surely, the YouTube version of every podcast is also being published on the Soulganized Style YouTube account as an additional way to connect with people who are so over ageism. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.